been on Twitter over the past couple of days, you might have seen a resurgence of the hashtag Free Britney. And it's a whole huge movement that started a while ago because of Britney Spears and her conservatorship with her father. Now, for, for now, it's been a lot of rumors and innuendo. People around her have been saying things. And um, there's certain podcasts that, like, her brother had gone on one. And another podcast got an anonymous call from somebody who allegedly was on the legal team. But you can't verify that. It could just be some rando, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't really know for sure. Brittany has not come out and told us that she's being held captive by her father or that the conservatorship is doing Uh, terrible things to her psyche. We don't really know. All we know is what is in legal documents and what her father ended up doing. So her father took over conservatorship after having no part of her life whatsoever. Mm -hmm. As she was launching her career, he had nothing to do with her. The only comment he ever made was to her record label. He said, make her a lot of money. I want her to buy me a boat. That was the only thing he said. And everyone in her life hates him. Hates him. So he insists on having her come back. She goes to high school in wherever the hell she's from, Louisiana, Georgia, Georgia, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Then she finally makes it big. And suddenly, as she's starting to make it really big and making more and more money and getting like really famous, her father appears out of nowhere. And suddenly, he wants to take over her life. And she's mentally unstable. And she needs a 5150. And And all these things that are like coming out of nowhere. So the New York Times does this really in-depth investigation, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the the same way any other documentary documentary people do where they really dig deep. And they came out with this documentary called Framing Britney Spears, which really, really sets the argument that she's been mentally fine. The paparazzi kind of wore her down a little and her marriages and just the the normal stuff that you kind of go through and the fame and whatever, but that she wasn't the mess that people thought she was or people said she was. It was all a construction of her father um, putting out that narrative to make it seem like she's a total mess and she needs a conservatorship so he can take her money. And yeah, but she did lose her mind for a little while. And beat up cars with umbrellas and shaved her head. And Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because they go into that in the documentary. And what they were saying was she was constantly being followed by the paparazzi and it was really, it was really wearing on her. And she shaved her head as a s- symbolic gesture to be like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not, don't look at me anymore. Like, stop it. It was more, it wasn't that she had gone nuts. It was like symbolic. It was like her taking back her life. And there was a paparazzi that was, in her face, following her that would not leave her alone when she kept saying, stop, leave me alone, stop. And he wouldn't. She took out an umbrella and she she tried to hit him. Mm-hmm. And she ended up hitting his car because he got in his car. And they interviewed that guy. And he said, you know, every time I said to her, do you want us to leave you alone? She'd be like, well, for now. So it didn't seem like she wanted us to leave her alone for good. It just seemed like that day was not a good day. It's like... No, every time Britney Spears was asked about that, she was like, it, she would start crying and be like, they're, I'm inundated. They're in my face constantly. I have no life. I can't go anywhere. And she felt a prisoner. Mm-hmm. So the documentary really lays out the fact that the father came up with all of this um, BS and cut all these people out of her life in order to 
take over her life and take over her money. And, and he's the one that made her, gave her the comeback and a new album and um, the Las Vegas residency and all this stuff that, you know, people around her claim that she didn't want to do, but she was under contract with her own father. Okay. I don't believe any of that. She got married twice. So she wasn't under oh, her I was, ma- I, I was married. No, no once, I'm saying she was I could marry my husband, my boyfriend, you know, if I wanted to. She wasn't under her dad's roof and under her dad's care. She got out. She got married. She had her own life. She was over 18. There's a no, lot no, of no, things that, no, that no, that's, add, that's, that's where you're wrong. That's the thing. Right. She was over 18, yet her father controlled her entire life. He, he allowed her to, or she actually, you know, defied him. And started dating Kevin Federline. They tried to get Kev, Kevin Federline away from her. They tried to get restraining well, orders against did. him. All huh? of us. All of us did. Oh, well, all of us did. Yeah. Well. <laughs> we heard his song and went, get away quickly. Go back to Justin Timberlake as fast as possible. <laughs> but um, so anyway, they interview people in her life that were actually very close with her, like her personal assistant. And interestingly enough, they her mother didn't want to be interviewed for it. Um, her father... Obviously not, because it was sort of against him. Um, Her brother and her sister didn't want to be interviewed for the documentary, but they do have footage of them talking about it. Mm -hmm. And they do make it seem like Brittany was basically being held prisoner by her father. So Jamie Lynn came out to say, dad was a nightmare. Jamie Lynn had the same problem. She had the same thing where the father was like keeping her under his thumb and and she couldn't, she had her own problems with him. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, not a big fan. So, yeah, I mean, he didn't show up in her life until she was making multi-millions of dollars. In fact, he said, uh, so in his contract, it said that he was entitled to uh, like 2% of everything she makes, which is a lot of money. Hmm. And then he assigned an attorney to her and the attorney kept asking for a raise. And he was like, well, she's making more money, so I should make more money. It's like. She's not out there to make you money. You're her attorney. You're supposed to be there to protect her, not to sponge off her like everybody else. So where are we at now with with this story? Why is it now coming up? Because the conservatorship is up for uh, renewal again right now. Mm -hmm. And Britney Spears is fighting it and her father is fighting. So they're they're going to go back into court. This whole thing is going to be happening all over again. Mm -hmm. That's why now it's happening. Oh, okay. Um, and just so you know, conservatorships happen all the time, but like 99.9% of them are for if you have a family member that is mentally impaired or has Alzheimer's or dementia or some reason why they can't take care of themselves or they can't function. And it's mostly you being there to help them make their day-to-day decisions and their medical decisions. This is 100% greed. This is just mm-hmm. greed. But what's so what's interesting is so now this documentary has been shown and people like me are all team Brittany. I mean, I always was. I just I love her. I always have. Um, but now it's brought up the free Brittany movement all over again. And so people are going back and they're retroactively canceling anybody who was publicly <sighs> anti Brittany. And one of them was Sarah Silverman, who had gone, I think it was like 2007. Mm. She was on MTV, and she was doing a Britney Spears roast. And here's a little of what she said. 25 years old, and she's already accomplished everything she's going to accomplish in her life. It's, it's mind-blowing. And she's so grown up. She's a mother. You know, it's crazy. It's weird to think that. 
just a few years ago on this very show, she was this like sweet, innocent little girl in slutty clothes writhing around with a python. <laughs> Have you seen Britney's kids? Oh my God, they are the most adorable mistakes you will ever see. Wow. They're so cute. You know, when you think about it in the 2021 lens, that, that's a very offensive, it's, it's one thing to be roasting somebody, it's one thing to be a comedian, but that's a whole level of offensive, calling somebody's children mistakes. Yeah, that, that's kind of wrong. Yeah, that's that's harsh. I mean, I'm all for comedians saying whatever they want. It's comedy. It's okay. I'm I, I'm not into cancel culture at all. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you should cancel Sarah Silverman. Um, but listen, that's what's going to happen. People are going to dig up that kind of stuff. And Sarah Silverman has already had to issue a statement and say, you know, different times. And I wish that wasn't out there, but it is. And, you know, it was. Wow. She sort of apologized. Wow. Comedians don't do that. Well, she didn't really, that's what I'm saying. She had to say something because mm. even, even her, you know, when she, when she looks back, um, she can see that saying something about somebody's kid is just, it's, that's pretty bad. That's, that's wrong. Yeah. I even agree with that. That was wrong. <laughs> and I love Sarah. I mean, I think Sarah's brilliant at what she does, but she that, actually said, I wish I could delete it, but I can't. That's how she phrased it. Yeah. But you're a comedian. I mean, that's that, that was the times and that was the jokes that you wrote for that time.